Hi, welcome to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. This is the podcast for people who want to start and grow an online location independent business so they can live a life of freedom and choice on their own terms. Welcome to episode 51, starting a consulting business online, 12 tips to win clients from day one. In my experience, almost anyone can start a coaching, consulting or service-based online business, even if you feel like you have no experience. Think about it. Whatever you do in your work or even in your play or home life, you are an expert in something. Whether you're an expert in helping businesses understand the impact of their cash flow or an expert in getting babies to sleep through the night, someone out there needs your expertise. But when it comes right down to it, many people starting a consulting business, coaching or practice online struggle because they don't take the time to get the basics right. Yes, you need to have a website and a Facebook page eventually, and you might need to start a blog or an Instagram account. But what you need to do first is master the basics, find a client, offer outstanding value and repeat. And if you can accomplish those three steps, you can start a successful online consulting business in any market. Easier said than done? Maybe. And that's why I dug deep into my own experience as a startup consultant and asked some of my go-to experts for their best tips and created this guide to starting a successful online coaching business. So first of all, heads up, this is a longer podcast. So if you want to get a download of these tips or look at them in written form, you can do that at the show notes online, which are at catlablong.com forward slash 51. Okay, let's dive in. These 12 tips may seem a little basic on the surface, but you'll find that if you practice them, you'll have more happy clients than you know what to do with. Because common knowledge is not always common practice, right? Each of the tips comes with a set of action steps to help you put them into practice in your own business. And I would recommend that you choose which ones you're going to follow. Do not try and follow them all and put the action steps into your calendar or do the list today because there's never any better time to start than the present. All right, tip one. Employ the briefcase technique to impress potential clients every time. When you've got a client interested in your services, you can use one of my favorite selling tips, which comes from Ramit Sethi from I Will Teach You To Be Rich. It's a wonderful way to sell your consulting services without ever feeling salesy. This is called the briefcase technique. He recommends preparing for a pitch meeting or a new client meeting by looking at all the problems you can solve in their business and then drafting a full proposal on how you would fix it. This is what Ramit says. The client says, I'm really just curious, what's your price here? And what you say at that point is, oh, actually, before we get to that, let me just show you something I've put together. And you literally pull out of your briefcase, because this is a physical meeting in this case, a one, two, three, or five page proposal document. And this proposal isn't about your price. It's actually the things that you found in their business that you can improve and exactly how you would go through it. This is powerful because it demonstrates that you have an understanding of their business and problems and that you've already put the time, thought and effort into figuring out how you could solve them. And very few people will pitch a new client in this way. So even if they're considering multiple consultants, you will stand out. So here are your action steps if you're going with tip one. 
Research your potential client. What are the problems that you expect that they're experiencing? Of all the problems you can find, what are the most pressing that have the greatest benefits? Choose the top three to five problems and write up how you would solve these should you and the client work together. Put this into a proposal for the client. Ramit says the document should read like a tantalizing menu to the client. Think what would get them really salivating. Instead of calling your document client X proposal, call it something that clearly communicates the main benefit to the client of working with you. For example, client X strategic growth plan. Build in time for research and preparation before every potential client meeting to draft your briefcase proposal. Tip two, leverage your existing network. It's hilarious to me how many people start a business and act as though it's a big secret. They shy away from even telling their friends and family members what they're doing or asking for referrals from people who know them and love them best. At the same time, I also understand that feeling as I did do something similar when I started my own business. However, as an older and wiser business owner now, I now encourage my clients to do the opposite once they've tested their idea and got the basics right. After all, how can anyone hire you if they don't know what you have to offer? According to the New York Times, on average, 65% of business for small business owners comes from referrals. And the Nielsen Company tells us that people are four times more likely to buy when referred to a service by someone they know. So these kinds of statistics don't lie. Referral marketing is incredibly powerful, especially when you're just starting out. I recommend you let people know you're starting your consulting business and ask them to let you know if they know of anyone who might be interested. You've heard of the six degrees of separation, and this is all about putting that theory to work for your business. You never know who your Aunt Sally may be friends with who could end up being your next or first big client. My friend Lacey Boggs, director of the Content Direction Agency, started her career as a professional ghost blogger by telling friends and contacts that she was hanging out her digital shingle, including mentioning it to a business coach that she had met at a networking function. That business coach turned around and recommended Lacey's service to one of her coaching clients, resulting in Lacey's first client and a $2,700 paycheck. So if you're going with this tip, here are your action steps. Take the time to make out a list of people you know, including friends, family members, or even acquaintances. Draft an email announcing that you're starting your consulting business online. Here's Lacey's template. Hey, insert their first name. I hope this email finds you well. I wanted to reach out because, now insert, remind them how you know each other, and I knew that you'd be interested in my new venture. I've just started out a consulting business that helps, insert your amazing result, and I do this by, now insert your special source, proprietary process, whatever it is. If you know anyone who might be interested in this, I'd love to chat. Are you available for a quick call? Now suggest a time or day or a scheduling website. If you don't know of anyone right now, I hope you'll keep me in mind for the future. And then sign off. Make note of anyone who expresses interest or indicates they might have a referral and follow up. Okay, tip three, offer free consultations. Consultants in particular need to back up their claims of what kind of results they get. But how do you show results when you're first starting out? 
One way is to offer free introductory consults in your area of expertise. This is especially good if you focus on one way you can get tangible results in a short period of time. And the length of time of session is up to you. If you can make valuable recommendations to people in 15 minutes, wonderful. If you need an hour-long conversation, do fewer, but make sure the results you get are out of this world. Your goal with these sessions is to provide two kinds of value. First, you're delivering information-based value, actually solving the problem for them, even a small one. Second, you're offering decision-based value, because simply by being on the phone with you, you should make them see how important the issue is. Most people will, at the very least, ask about how they can work with you. As a new consultant, you'll also gain powerful experience from each and every call, both in applying your skills to different problems and in getting comfortable with selling. The key is to pick a single area of focus for the call where you know you can get quick, excellent results and deliver. The other benefit of offering these types of consultations is it's a wonderful way to fill your lead funnel. As you gain experience, you'll be able to learn what your average close rate is. If, for example, you sell one consulting program for every five calls you do and you want to sell four programs a month, then you'll know you'll need to line up at least 20 calls a month. Simple maths that will pay off with a full calendar and bank account. You might worry that people will not want to get into this type of conversation with you, but ultimately people want answers to their problems. If you can provide those answers in a very specific and focused way, they will get immense value from the call. So here are your action steps if you're going with tip three. Select a specific area of focus where you know you can get quick results as the topic for your consultations. Announce you'll be offering free consultations anywhere you have an audience, on your website, in your email newsletter, in Facebook groups or on LinkedIn. Set a goal to do a certain number of calls in a certain time frame, e.g. 10 calls in the next month. Keep track of how you do. Tip four, approach a small group of potential clients individually. Especially with consulting, customers love a one-on-one feel. So instead of sending out a blast email, consider connecting with a small group of potential clients individually. You might send them a personal email or actually pick up the phone and have a direct conversation or if possible, bring them a cup of coffee. Quiet power strategy coach Tara McMullen calls this the living room strategy because you only need to fill a metaphorical room the size of your living room, not a stadium. Speaking coach and communications rebel Michelle Mazur used this strategy for one of her launches. She said, I did a launch last summer with the big launch strategy and it was the most stressful thing I think I've ever done in my entire life and I think I must spend most of the time crying. It turned me off from doing big launches. And so when it came to the idea for the Speaking Collective, an exclusive public speaking mastermind group, I sent a brief casual email to a group of people who I thought would be a good fit and also asked some of my core people to share who weren't necessarily a great fit but may want to share it. By doing it that way, I was able to fill 10 spots within about 10 days. It was really quick, it wasn't stressful and it was a great experience, so different from the stress of doing a huge launch. You don't have to push hard for the sale at this point, right? If you've chosen the people in your living room well and pointed out to them why it's a good fit, the offer can practically sell itself. So here's the email that Michelle sent. Hi, first name. Thank you again for that blog post title. It's an excellent, excellent idea. You actually helped me get my writing mojo going again. 
So she started with something personal to this particular person. I'm working on something new that I wanted to let you know about. I know you're working on your speaking and getting your messaging out to the world. I wanted to let you know about this experiment that I'm launching. It's part mastermind, part group coaching program and part community of speakers supporting speakers. I thought you might be a great fit for it and a great add to the community. Plus, I'd love to work with you. If it's something that resonates with you, please check it out. And she puts a link in there. No pressure, just wanted to let you know, Michelle. All right, here are your action steps if you're going with tip four. When you write the email or make the phone call or sit down for coffee, make sure you're tracking the people you're talking to who aren't working with you yet. It's important to have a system set up, even if it's just a document or a spreadsheet, to keep track of potential customers so you can reach out to them when the time comes. Make a personal connection. Talk about what you know is going on with their business or life right now. Tell them what you've created and why you think it would be a great fit for them. And ask them to check it out and let you know what they think. All right, tip five. Increase your value to increase your odds of landing a big client. Michael Alexis is a lawyer from Canada now working with Pavlock. And he has a three-tier system for landing new clients. He says... There are three parts of being a successful freelancer, getting a client, keeping a client and charging what you're worth. It's easy to think if you're really, really good at what you do, then all three of these things will happen, but it actually isn't true. Getting clients is about relationships. Keeping a client is about delivering reliably and consistently. And it's only being really, really good that lets you charge what you're worth. So if you're focusing on getting your first client, the first step is to build relationships and you do that by providing value. Here's an example from my business. So this is an example from Michael's business, right? He says, a few years back, I interviewed Ramit Sethi and wrote an article about it. The article was a 5,000 plus word piece that was syndicated, translated and discussed all over the web. Then two things happened. First, Ramit asked me to consult for him and became my first $20,000 plus client. Second, I discovered the hierarchy of value. The hierarchy of value is a way of defining how much value you're providing someone. The further you move along, the more value and the higher potential return. An example of tier one value is sending your potential client an interesting link or retweeting them. Helpful, but you are a tiny blip on their busy radar. An example of tier two value is linking to their site with a targeted keyword. Getting a valuable link online is actually pretty time consuming. So if you do this, you save them hours of work and that's worth a thank you. But you still aren't in definite client territory. Tier three value is what really sets you apart from the masses. Now you are doing something that makes your potential client money. The holy grail is that before you pitch them on paid work, you've already done free work that earned them that entire amount. Tier 3 isn't magic, but to pull it off, you need to have done the things that matter. 1. Build a relationship by benefiting your potential customer. 2. Shown off the quality of your work. And 3. Shown that you can work well together. These examples are very online entrepreneur focused, but the principle holds true offline as well. Just think about how you would be valuable to your potential client and how you can provide it for them without asking for anything in return. So if you're going with tip five, here are your action steps. If you haven't already, create a list of your dream clients. Take the time to follow them on all their social media channels and look up their email address. 
choose one potential client to focus on first and work through the three steps. Retweet and share their posts on social media and when you find something that will interest them, send them the link. Put together a valuable blog post with a backlink to their site using keywords you know they are targeting. Then find a way to contribute massive value to your potential client. Tip six, connect with influencers to stand out. You can use the same technique above with influencers in your field, which can have a huge impact on your success. But building a real relationship almost never starts with an ask. Don't think you can send an email to that big wig in your field and say, hey, I was wondering if you'd recommend me to your friends and clients because it just doesn't work that way. Instead, you approach them with an offer. Selena Sue is an expert at publicity and marketing, but more than that, she's a genius at building relationships. She teaches that the key is to add huge value to those that you admire without looking for anything in return. When you add value from a genuine place of wanting to help, you show up as a giver in an influencer's life versus all the takers they are constantly bombarded with. And that's one step towards becoming an important person in their network. I really believe in the importance of building relationships before you need them. And this is what Selena told me. She said, build your network before you need it versus waiting until the last minute. Selena lived this by reaching out to influencers in her field and editors from women's and business magazines and becoming incredibly useful to them. For example, when Danielle Laporte was launching her book, The Firestarter Sessions, Selena offered to prepare a pitch and deliver it to O Magazine. Selena hand-delivered the pitch in a beautifully prepared box with fire-coloured paper. Danielle was so impressed she sent Selena a thank you email, which Selena used as a testimonial on her website after getting Danielle's permission. Selena told me, when I launched my website, I had endorsements from certain influencers that really helped me launch my business with a bang and to attract ideal clients. For people to see that there were all these top people endorsing me really attracted some great clients to me. And on the show notes, which are at catleblonde.com forward slash 51, you can see the original homepage of Selena's website, which showcases those testimonials. She says, in my first year of coaching, I made 157,000. And part of the reason I was able to do that was because I had such strong testimonials. I built a premium brand, which was created in part because of the influence of endorsements that I had. So here are your action steps. First, remember this is a long-term strategy, but the best time to get started is today. Make a list of influencers you'd like to reach out to in your field. For each name, brainstorm how you would be able to help them. How can you go above and beyond and be of service to these people without asking for anything in return? Don't just think about the people at the very top of your field. Think about who you have access to and what you could potentially offer them as well. There are a number of programs and apps that you can use to keep track of how often you've contacted an influencer and when you should again. Nimble, for example, helps you keep track of your most recent communications with someone no matter which platform you've used. Tip 7. Speak from stage. When done well, many entrepreneurs will tell you that nothing converts like a speaking engagement. Being on stage lends a certain amount of credibility to your message that little else can compete with. But it doesn't have to be a major conference or a huge audience for speaking to reap benefits. A client of mine, Lisa England, did a 30-second pitch at a local meetup for creatives called Creative Mornings. And this was directly after we'd worked out her business concept and offers. 
Because of that one 30-second pitch she did, she then had to put up a temporary website to cope with the interest in her business. She got two paid clients, one barter client, and it led to an important strategic partnership being formed. And here's her pitch, and it's super simple, right? She says, Hi, I'm Lisa England, and I help entrepreneurs make smarter, more effective marketing decisions by clarifying the core of their brand. I believe every business has a spark inside that can set its brand on fire, and that spark is you. Communicating who you are, how you're different, and why you're in business gives your customers a reason to care. And when they care, they buy. And I'd love to help you reach your audience by first reaching inside yourself. It was short but delivered with passion and that makes all the difference. Here are your action steps if you're going with tip 7. Craft your elevator pitch statement that you can use the next time you're in a networking situation or given the opportunity for a 30 second pitch. And I have the template for this in the show notes at catleblanc.com forward slash 51. Next, practice it until it's second nature. Then make a list of local meetups, networking groups, business associations, anywhere where you might find your best clients that allow you to come and address the group. Tip 8. Leverage LinkedIn as your personal KLT goldmine. Kevin Kniebel is an in-demand leading authority on social selling, relationship marketing, LinkedIn and Twitter. And when I asked him about his best tip for new consultants, he couldn't say enough about putting LinkedIn to work for you. He said, when I first got on LinkedIn in July of 2003, 60 days after it launched, I just about fell off my chair because I realized that LinkedIn is the world's largest real-time current and accurate Rolodex. With it, you can create, nurture and deepen business relationships, all of which lead to endless referrals. At the core for using it for your client acquisition efforts is to develop the know, like and trust. KLT, relationships, something most coaches and consultants don't have plans for. Ask 100 coaches and consultants for their clearly defined strategy for developing KLT relationships and you'll most likely hear an eagle screech in the distance. A tumbleweed will roll by crickets and the irony is it's actually so simple. Dale Carnegie said it many years ago in How to Win Friends and Influence People. Take a sincere interest in people and the key word here is sincere. How can you make the best of LinkedIn to develop KLT relationships and improve your client acquisition? So here are a few of Kevin's suggestions. Have a strong profile page. Just like our parents taught us when we were kids, we only have one chance to make a good first impression. You can fully commit to being of value as you can to others, but if your LinkedIn profile doesn't clearly reflect your professionalism, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Invest some time in optimizing your LinkedIn profile. And Kevin has a list of tips on how to do that in the show notes again. He then says to take advantage of the search feature. By using LinkedIn's advanced search feature, you can identify the people we'd like to do business with with a laser-like focus that we couldn't have dreamt of many years before. You can search on geography, job title, industry, current company, previous company, seniority, and many other factors. And you can even save these parameters so that LinkedIn will email you when anyone gets on LinkedIn or modifies their current profile to fit one of your filters. So Kevin says for the savvy coach or consultant, LinkedIn is a 24-7 lead generating machine. He also recommends researching prospects. When you identify the people you'd like to do business with, take a few minutes to dig into their LinkedIn profile. They're actually telling you everything you need to know to get in the door. 
This isn't about sucking up or being a brown noser, it's actually about taking a sincere interest in people. Identify where they went to school, what professional achievements they're proud of, common interests, etc. And craft a simple personal approach that shows you've done your homework. Here are your action steps if you're going with tip 8. Upgrade your profile using Kevin's tips. Create your saved search for finding potential new customers. Then use LinkedIn to research potential clients if you're using the briefcase strategy, the hierarchy of value, or connecting with influencers. Tip 9. A high-quality webinar or training can build a level of know, like, and trust in about an hour that you almost can't do with any other method. It could take years of branding or blogging, etc. to reach the level that you can achieve with a really well-crafted webinar. And you don't have to include a hard sell or pitch at the end to see good results. I run a regular webinar called the Zero to Paying Clients Masterclass, which is at catlablong.com forward slash masterclass. And that has done extremely well for me. And I also get lots of emails thanking me for the content as well. In my experience, it's best if webinars have the following simple steps. First, have a captivating results-oriented title. Second, let people know who the training is for so that they know they're in the right place right away. Three, make very clear early on in the webinar exactly what people will learn and why it's so relevant to them. Four, tell your personal story, but don't make it too long. Let people know why they should listen to you. Five, give a good 30 minutes of really solid training. So my class to class has much more, but I recommend a minimum of 30 minutes. Then six, transition to your offer or an offer for a free consultation, which was tip three. Here are your action steps for tip nine. Choose a topic that you can provide valuable training on for at least 30 minutes. Draft your presentation and include who your ideal clients are, your story and what makes you different from the competition. Then decide if you'll direct people to an offer or a free consultation. A good rule of thumb is that an offer under a few hundred dollars can be pitched well on a webinar. Higher investment offers will likely need a free consultation first. Unless you have a lot of experience with webinars, then you can pitch to a higher level on the webinar. Tip 10. Create outstanding content. SEO expert Shay Baxter proved this method can work recently when she stopped blogging for three months. Flying in the face of what much of the blogging and content marketing advice out there says, Shay decided to focus on going deeper on providing much more value with a single post instead of going wide with many different posts. She crafted a single epic blog post on the most current theories and practices in SEO targeted high traffic, low competition keyword. And she has seen her organic search traffic rise by 32% in the three months since. Shay says, this system is about going deep to position you as an expert in your field and to build trust and authority with Google, not going shallow and wider. The potential payoffs of following that system are huge. You have the ability to get your content shared and promoted by influencers in your field and generate thousands of shares and mentions on competitive keywords that can send you traffic for years to come. Think about that. If you were to create content about 10 to 20 times a year, that would send you traffic for popular keywords in your niche and rank on page number one, imagine what that could do for your business. It will give you new leads, subscribers, and ultimately customers. Yes, there is some work in creating and promoting your content initially, but then it will become your competitive advantage. The aim is to stand out from the crowd. Here are your action steps for going with tip 10. 
Brainstorm how you can go deeper and provide more value. This might be about examining a topic your competitors are ignoring or doing a better job covering something than they do. How can you provide more value than anyone else? Outline your posts and be sure you're hitting all the most important points. Then be sure to email your friends, colleagues and influencers individually to let them know about your post and ask them to share it. Tip 11. Hang out where your clients are. It's a great idea to spend time in groups on Facebook, LinkedIn or other sites where your ideal clients hang out. But you don't want to be the stereotypical salesperson who's always pitching and never listening. When you find a group that includes many ideal customers for you, commit to spending some time each week participating in the group, answering questions and generally being as helpful as you can. Don't pitch anything, only share your blog posts if they're genuinely useful. Then, when you do have something to pitch, you'll be much better received. My client Tina from Launch Digital Group and I used this technique with a special offer we devised for her launch week. She put together an incredibly discounted package to get her first few clients and posted this in a Facebook group that she'd been socialising in for a while already that's full of her potential clients. And you can see the post in the show notes. The result? her first two paying clients and their wait list of potential clients for when she gets back to work after having a baby. So here are your action steps for tip 11. Research groups on social media sites you frequent that might be hangouts for your ideal customers. You can also look beyond Facebook to forums, message boards that attract your ideal clientele. Schedule time each week to genuinely interact in each group, sharing your expertise, answering questions and being as helpful as possible. Then craft your pitch carefully and make sure that pitches are allowed in this group as well. You can't expect to pitch these places all the time and see good results, so you will need to craft a special offer for the group with built-in urgency like limited time or availability. And lastly, tip 12. Forget what everyone else is telling you and follow your intuition. I asked Video Fame Academy founder Andrea Glazier to share her experience of listening to her own intuition instead of or in addition to the advice of her business coach. Here's what she said. In this entrepreneurial space, there's no shortage of magical bullets being fired our way. There are strategies for everything and it can be overwhelming or confusing. Often we're advised or guided to do something a certain way because it's worked that way for someone else. From my experience, it's been quite hard to decide on the right strategy because so much marketing feels sleazy, pushy or not in alignment with who I am or my message. For the launch of Video Fame Academy, Andrea was working with a business coach who specializes in sales funnels and marketing offers. She said, I was a somewhat of an unusual client as I didn't have a website or a list, so my coach gave me a brilliant strategy of simply using a Facebook ad campaign with long-form copy and a very attention-grabbing photo of me. In the copy, there was an Apply Now link where those who were interested could apply for the program. The close would happen in a sales conversation where I would find those who looked like they were best fit and invite them to sign up for the program if I felt they were a good match. It was a very simple, fuss-free strategy for someone who had no list, but there were a couple of red flags for me, then they wouldn't go away. The first was I didn't like the sales copy my business coach had written for me, as it wasn't my truth, my voice, and I find phrases like six figures a real turn-off. The second thing out of alignment was the fact that I was offering a program called Video Fame Academy, yet I wasn't making a video to promote the program. My coach was adamant that there was no reason to create a video and yet my inner wisdom was saying the opposite. So I sat down to create a video script and what happened next surprised even me. 
I put pen to paper and all the ideas I had about what my video would be like were pushed aside and I let the words flow through me. I felt like I was channeling the information from a higher or wiser source like automatic writing or creative inspiration. When I read it back, I'd realized I'd written something very different from the advice I would give on how to make a video. It was really powerful and actually shook me up as the words felt big and a little scary. I received the opening phrase, I am a messenger, I help other messengers. And when I read these words out loud, I stepped into a greater version of myself. I felt my whole body light up from the inside because I had found my truth. Andrea then showed the video to her business coach who told her a shorter version was what was needed for the Facebook ad. The video got a tremendous response and I ran the longer version in Facebook groups. And when I look at the people who came through the photo plus sales copy and the ones who came through the video to me, the ones who came in through the video were a better fit and got more out of Video Fame Academy. They felt the message and it really resonated with them and we connected on a whole deep and more authentic level. Andrea sold out her first launch, more than sold out, as she had a goal of 20 students and ended up with 27. Her takeaway from the experience was this. I trusted my own intuition, my own inner guidance, even though I had employed a fantastic business coach with a fantastic strategy that was working for me. By listening to the voice inside that said, create a video, I attracted people who were a better fit for my program and learned more about myself and my business journey. If you're getting a flow of information, even a nagging idea that keeps popping up into your head, step out of your own way and let it flow. Get out the notebook and journal. Take inspired action. Be open to being a channel for your purposeful work, even if it's a bigger idea than who you think you are. If you're confused or befuddled about what might be the right strategy for you, maybe you already know the answer. It's a case of listening to your inner guidance and trusting yourself. Here are your action steps if you're going for tip 12. Sit down and give yourselves 10 minutes to free write, starting with the words I am. Don't edit or censor yourself and don't stop until 10 minutes are up. This kind of exercise can be very freeing and help you get clarity around whatever sticking points you may be coming up against. So now it's time to take action. Which of the tips will you implement in your business? I'd love to know. And remember as well, you can see all of the tips with all of the action steps in a PDF download as well. And that is at the show notes at catleblong.com forward slash 51. I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope this was valuable to you. And I look forward to talking again soon. Thanks for listening to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. If you like this show, I'd love you to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, head over to my website at catleblanc.com. Until next time. <laughs>